Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And you guys, we are interviewing such a precious couple today that has so many great things that you can learn about your marriage, but also we, there's a story they share that literally will have you rolling. Oh so you gosh. have to listen till the they end. So funny. It is epic. And I just want to say handcuffs are involved. That's all I they want to are. say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and the TSA. And the TSA. And the TSA. I, I mean, mean, it's the best. There's some gold. I wish we had this story because it's And hilarious. a pocket full of condoms. And, well, we don't want to give too much away. Well, there was, there's some stuff. <laughs> there's some stuff. No. All right. No, let before, me, yeah, you go ahead. Before we dive in, I want to share, you guys have been so gracious about uh, doing reviews. We ask you guys to do that. And man, have you guys delivered. Today, we have a review from Melanie Faith, and it says this. It says, this podcast is so encouraging. I've been married for two years now, and it was hard to find Christian wisdom on tough marriage topics when my husband and I first got married. When I stumbled upon this podcast, I was so excited. Hearing wisdom from Dave and Ashley is just awesome. I love that they don't shy away from tough topics and they also make talking about marriage just so much fun. Thank you for providing this podcast. It is by far my favorite. Wow. And wow, thank Melanie, you. thank you so much. And guys, if you love this podcast like Melanie, please just go to, to Apple. It's a great place to leave a review. And just real quick, leave a quick review. You don't even have to write anything long, but just, you know, if it's, Something that you love, it's the best way to spread the message of the Naked Marriage Podcast. And when you do that, you're helping more marriages. And so thank you guys. Yes. And the vast majority of people listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and that's great. But you may not know, we put these episodes on YouTube where you can watch. And today would be a great one for you to watch Mm -hmm. because uh, it's a video interview again with our friends, Jeremy and Corey Isaac, to be able to see them all. You'll be able to see Ashley's amazing fashion sense, right? I don't know Her hair is looking stunning today. (laughs) You've got this adorable, just whole ensemble put together. Well, thank you, sweetie. I know. I mean, the, the fashion people the world you need i'm glad you think need so to that's all that matters because that's all that matters. uh you're you're a trendsetter <laughs> i don't this, know about that but but you, you can't you can't see all that on itunes right so where can they go on youtube to go watch to, this so go to youtube there are two different channels where you can see our content the first is the xo marriage channel um, where we're putting out content there outside the of the podcast all the time along with others it's a great channel and then the dave and ashley willis channel on youtube is where you can get the naked marriage podcast so Check those out. All right, we're going to dive into today's episode with our friends, uh, Jeremy and Corey Isaacs. They pastor Generations Church in Canton, Georgia. Uh, They are the parents of four kids. They've been married uh, almost Almost 20 20 years, and they're the authors of the new book, Your Marriage Matters. We were honored to write the foreword for that book, and you're going to love this conversation. So let's dive in. 
Well, friends, like we said in the introduction, we're super excited to have our friends Jeremy and Corey Isaacs here on the podcast, pastors of Generations Church, authors of an awesome new book, and uh, they're just they're just great people. And so you're going to enjoy this conversation. We're going to have a lot of fun. Jeremy and Corey, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. We're yeah. really excited to be here. Honored to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us... We always like to start start with this, like tell, go go back in time. I'd love to hear the story of how you guys first got together, the yeah. the origin of this epic <laughs> love story. So how'd you meet? So, what was it like at first? Yeah, so Corey and I met at church youth camp. So that's just Aww. a plug for everybody to send your kids to camp. You nice. never know who they're going to meet. Uh, yes. But we met when we were 13 years old. And so the story that I tell is I was walking this way down the sidewalk, and she was walking this way with her friends down the sidewalk. She passed by, and I started following her. And I've been following her the rest <laughs> of our lives. Um, but uh, yeah, 13, 13 at church camp became just great friends, mm. best friends eventually. And uh, that was the day of like AOL Instant Messenger, and so we oh, would yes. like you know, oh, yeah. send messages because we lived about an hour, hour and a half apart, and so we would just kind of communicate from a distance as through our teen years. We didn't ever really date except for a really brief three month period when we were sixteen. But long distance at 16 is pretty tough, you know, so that didn't it didn't last. But we stayed friends and then we both ended up at the same college. Uh, I was actually sitting in a class one day and she came. She had gone to a community college her freshman year. So she came on like a campus visit. And I looked across the way and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's Corey. I didn't know she was coming. And Aww. she came over to the apartment. I cooked for her that night. Pizza Me and my roommate, I made the best cheese. macaroni and cheese you've ever tasted nice. in your whole life. And, uh, right there. Yeah. And so then while we were in college together, we were just best friends. Honestly, like I would go on dates. She would go on dates and then we would like leave our dates and then eventually come back and just hang out together. We were just best friends. And uh, I was working at a church and uh, kind of long story short, our pastor called us to like this season of fasting to start the year. And I wasn't fasting for Corey. I wasn't fasting for a wife, but I was just kind of fasting for the future and God's plans for my life. And uh, her fast ended a few days before mine. And I was sitting at her apartment. She was putting away her groceries in her, in her cabinets. And I had the most like romantic rom-com line ever come in my head. I was like, I want her to put my cans away the rest of my life. <laughs> and uh, so my fast ended on a Friday. We went on our first date on Saturday to O'Charlie's. I had loaded potato soup, if anybody's wondering. And then yes. on Tuesday, I called my mom and I was like, hey, I need you to help me find a ring because I knew. And uh, so that's my side of the story. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's kind of our, our love story. Awesome. I love it. Would you add anything else, Corey? <laughs> no, I, that was it. I mean, it was, it really was just best friends. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. um, when God saw fit kind of changed both of our hearts and, yeah. um, it's been incredible. It's, it's something's really special to be married to your best friend. Yeah. So oh, it, is. it really okay. is. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. And how long have you guys been married? So just over 19 years, 19 it'll be 20 years, years this year. Oh, it's a big one. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a, I, I definitely look that old. She does not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be tw 20 years later this year. 20 years. Oh, my goodness. That's so exciting. I love hearing that. And I mean, yeah. to know each other since you were 13, that I love is it. so cool. And, you know, kind of growing up together. I mean, you're yeah. growing yeah. up together and growing in the Lord together. I just love that. And I know that you guys, you know, you're pastors and you work together in that capacity, but also you have this amazing book and I love Your Marriage hear, Matters. Your Marriage and Matters, which we, I love the title. And we were honored to write the foreword for it. And I'm yeah. like, this is great stuff. I mean, I, I learned a lot and yes. was encouraged by it. So tell us, yeah, tell us about like what motivated, what, what the inspiration was behind, behind the book. 
Yeah. So Corey and I come from two different contexts of marriage. Um, I'll even, I'll let her share her side of this in a second, but I mean, we come from two totally different perspectives. And so since we've known each other so long, one of my favorite things is that I've known her younger sister since she was like in grade school. I mean, I've, I've got a large context of her family life, even in our, you know, our personal history. And so, uh, my parents were married until my mom passed away a few years ago. Like my parents were happily married. I never heard them argue. Um, I found out later they did, but their code word was let's go discuss the budget. I just thought they were really diligent <laughs> with our family finances, you know, and, uh, but I never heard that. So I thought like, this is what marriage looks like. She was raised by a single mom, totally different perspective. So when we got married, we had a lot of learning to do. And so we, because we had that friendship foundation, it allowed us to kind of lean into what marriage would look like for us, kind of drawing from, and then even charting our own course. And so over the years in ministry, we've been able to do premarital counseling and speak at some marriage events in our own church and in other churches. And uh, eventually we just said, Hey, let's take some of these thoughts from these unique perspectives and kind of put them into one, you know, one format and, and see if it wouldn't help other people. And, uh, and that was really the catalyst for the thought is just take what we had already been sharing, what we had been learning and really try to see. And we tell a lot of crazy stories about ourselves, things we've done, things we wish we wouldn't have done. Uh, but to just say like, Hey, every marriage has its challenges. Every marriage has like, it's matters, things that you do, yeah. uh, but that your ultimate marital story is telling this larger story. And, and I think that was the heart behind it. Absolutely. I think two things contribute to the book. One, I grew up, Jeremy had, you know, the example of marriage in his home, a very healthy, good marriage. And mine came from external factors. So the <laughs> Lord in his goodness to me, my mom kept me in church. My mom had been married. I'd never met my biological dad. My dad, the dad that adopted me took his own life when he, I was nine years old. Um, wow. But my mom kept me in church and God captured my heart at an early age. And then there were these incredible pictures of marriage within my church. And I mm -hmm. remember it was never one of those things that I would go up to these couples and say like, hey, I'm watching you or, you know, like you're my example. It was really just by just watching the way they did life, watching the way mm -hmm. they talked to each other, the way they treated each other. Um, you know, being in a youth group with the church, I'd go to some of their homes and see how they'd interact with each other. And I remember just wanting, desiring that. Um, and, and God really was kind of put those pictures of marriage for me there. And so that was a big part of this book is saying like, whether you saw a healthy picture of marriage or not in your mm -hmm. home, or if you saw it outside, God still can redeem all of those pieces and you can have what, what God created for your marriage. I think the second thing was really saying that like, Although Jeremy is my best friend, before we ever got married, my relationship with Jesus was first. And so mm -hmm. our marriage is now centered around Jesus. I know who I am mm -hmm. in Christ. He knows who he is in Christ, which allows our marriage, I think, to like filter all things through that, yeah. um, mm -hmm. which I think helps as well, which is part of the book as well. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles, 
and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. Yeah. I, I love that. And just that, that foundation in Christ together and being, you know, I hear a lot of people describe it this way, like two whole people entering into marriage, two whole individuals worshiping the Lord and keeping yeah. him first in your lives and then coming into the marriage. And, uh, and, and that's, that's, you know, those who are, we have a lot of listeners who actually aren't married or maybe have been married, but want to marry again one day. Yeah. And I think that gives them, you know, something to, to look to, like a, a goal to go for is to heal and to be, have that wholeness. But Corey, let me tell you, I love that you're speaking so openly and honestly about how some of us have backgrounds that, you know, like you said, it wasn't in our home, like the healthy marriage that we, that we have seen in our lives, it wasn't in our home. And I think some people, when, when they go into marriage or have even the desire to marry and then they get in their marriage and they're kind of disillusioned, they feel like, well, am I doomed? And I love how you're speaking so boldly saying, no, no, no. Like, you know, God uses everything and we all come from different backgrounds, but we can still, you know, have a thriving marriage. Now we've got to learn things. We've all got to right. heal. And, um, and I would even say, even if you did grow up in a home with a healthy marriage, there's still things we all have to work through. That's Absolutely. Right. And, uh, because you know, you are two individuals coming together. Your marriage isn't going to look just like any of the marriages you've seen because God's right. called you to your marriage. And I just love how you all are offering people hope, you know, in that way. And I will say, I will say I was um, reading your book and I love how you guys go through everything, anything and all things, you know, marriage. And like you said, you share a lot of personal stories, but there was one line when it came to communication that really stuck out to me. And you were talking about how, like when you're in conflict or just in a stressful season, um, and I can't remember which one of you said this, but it was to the effect, and I, if I get this wrong, please correct me. It said something to the effect of like, if everything is a big deal, then when you really do have a, something big that you need to address, 
it's hard to even know that it's a big deal. Am yeah. I saying that correctly? Yeah, and you probably said it much more poetically yeah, than I said it. Yeah. That's a mantra for Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. think that really kind of started raising children. Um, mm-hmm. I am by nature just a very laid back individual. I mean, almost to a fault, you know. And so <laughs> it was one of those things that as the kids were getting like growing up and what I would focus on as a parent, it really became like, I, I don't know that everybody has like this like, like home values, but it really did become kind of like a a parenting filter value for me that if I make everything a big deal, then what do my kids know to focus on? So for me, it was if, if spilling the milk on the carpet gets the same kind of level of my attention as telling a lie, then in their heads, as they mature, those are equal playing fields and they're not right. in our home. Yeah. And you've got to decide those, those things look different in everyone's home. And mm-hmm. so for us, those were just one of the examples. And so really trying to filter like, what are the important things? Like, what do we hold true to that we don't compromise on? Those are what get our attention. Everything else may yeah. need correction or may need like some like correction, I guess would be the best way to say it. But, um, and then what gets discipline and what gets attention, what gets conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. And the same is true in our marriage. I mean, if I make leaving the coffee cup that frustrates me on the table out the same as being dishonest, like, you Mm -hmm. know, then, then you don't know you're fighting about things that are trivial that don't matter. And so really trying to find out like, what are the things that we value even in our marriage and let's have conversation and discussion and really dive into those things and everything else we can kind of figure out along the way. Yeah. And the phrase there, which I love, and again, she lives this out is if we make everything a big deal, then nothing's a big deal. And and it is this idea that we've seen it in advertising, marketing, like if everything's in bold font, you don't know what to focus on. If everything has the same. And so, I mean, it really has been kind of a guiding principle in our home, both from our marriage Mm -hmm. into our parenting, even into our ministry. Like what are the things that we truly value and if we focus on those things, like it, it is, it is guiding and it helps to keep us on, you know, on the right track. Right. No, I just love that. That really, I mean, there's so many things that stuck out to me, but you're right in marriage and in parenting, because I do think there's a lot of couples that write us. And I know you guys too, in the work that you do, you probably hear from couples in this dynamic that they just feel like they're constantly in a fight, like over every little thing. And I think just hearing kind of that mantra, so to speak, like saying like, we're going to believe this. And so we're going to sit down as a couple and decide what are the big things. And then we're going to be willing to not make a big deal about these other little things to choose our battles wisely. You know, that's kind of a phrase that's thrown around a lot. I think that that, that will help people to have so much more peace, right? And perspective. Oh yeah. I mean, even early in our marriage, we had to learn that we did. Not everything's a huge deal. I think just that, that simple truth right there Mm -hmm. could be so clarifying for so many couples who are listening where you, you get in this negative spiral and Mm -hmm. you realize part of the reason why is we're making everything a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we really do have something that's a big deal, we don't have a way to to differentiate that when everything has been a crisis. And so, so we could all... We could all stand to take one of Corey's chill pills. Is That's exactly right. That's <laughs> exactly right. Well, the, the other thing that I love, and, and she's really the one that kind of brought this to our marriage and, and really helped to create language around this for us is like, are, is this a preference or is this a principle? Because sometimes yes. our com- our communication, our conflict, like it was I'm arguing about or really like adamant about something specific 
But that's just the way I prefer it. It's not a principle that we're going to build our marriage on, our family on. It's not something that's worth an argument. Uh, We met an old couple one time, and one of our favorite things to do is when we meet a couple that's been married just like a lot longer than us, we'll say, hey, what's the secret sauce? Like, what's the... And she's like, well, kiss each other on the lips every day. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how do you stay married? And he was like, just don't fight about dumb stuff. You know, like, (laughs) like, it's just not worth it. I don't have the energy for that anymore. Like, is it a preference or is it a principle? And and, and ultimately, like if we kind of find those things, because what we found to be true in our marriage and in other couples that we do life with and we've walked with or we hear from, like ultimately you fight about or argue about or have conflict around a lot of the same things. Like you, you have those things that you just keep coming back to. And if you could determine like, hey, that's actually just a preference and we mm-hmm. can agree to disagree or we can find a way to coexist around those preferences, then that will probably remove a certain percentage of the things that you argue about or have conflict about. Um, and yes. I think that's just a, a huge piece of ma- developing healthier communication skills. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, I would love to hear, you, I know you guys share a lot of stories, but what is your, and, and we don't want to give too much away. What's your favorite story that you guys shared in the book? And if you want to share a little bit of it, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? I've, I've definitely got a favorite. Okay, I, I mean, I've got a couple. You go ahead. Then. Yeah. So I think, my, one of my favorite stories for sure came 24 hours after we got married. You know, we'd been friends. And so we have all these, you know, all these experiences leading up to it. But we get married and we're in the ceremony still. And, and I think we should probably go back to say, like, we were young. Yeah. I was this very <laughs> shy, you know, quiet yeah. kind of girl. Yeah. And and in our in our ceremony, all of my groomsmen were not that. Yeah. And they decided to be funny. And so they're walking down the aisle of Corey's home church. My grandparents, who the word we would use is like they're holiness people. They never cut their hair, never went to movies, you know. Right, right. But like they're sitting right there. And all of my groomsmen would shake my hand and they had a condom in their hand. And so now I'm standing in the front of the church and I'm trying to hold like a half a dozen condoms. So I'm slipping oh them in the gosh. side of my pants. So after the ceremony, they send our like five year old little nephew up with a pair of handcuffs. And so now we're we're taking pictures. Oh, I'm wow. trying to put handcuffs in one side and condoms in the other side. So we get to the to the to the reception, and I got these things like eating into my thigh in these tuxedo pants that are just paper thin almost. So I slip them into the side of one of the bags that we're going to use to leave. And so um, we we put that bag in the limo. Later, we go to the hotel. The next day, we go to the airport. I haven't thought another thing about it. This is not too long after 9/11. Corey has taken off her shoes and her belt. She's making sure nothing goes off on the X-ray, and she puts her bags up on the x-ray machine thing it goes through and they they take her bag and they say ma'am is this your bag and she was like yes well as soon as they ask i start laughing because i'm thinking she's got handcuffs in the side of this bag well, and before you know. i knew it i was surrounded yeah the police came like, the security came multiple police officers and security. oh my god the lady eventually no reaches idea. into the bag and grabs the handcuffs she's holding them like over her head oh, Corey no. is mortified she was like those aren't mine well now it looks like i've brought handcuffs to our you know honeymoon without telling her or whatever and i'm I'm like, I'm, like, I'm sorry, my groomsmen used. are they idiots. Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. stayed in that bag. She was like, I don't even know how to use these. They're obviously not mine. And I'm like, I've got idiots. But I'm willing friends. to try. I'm willing to get adventurous. <laughs> I mean, you know, did, did I, is there an owner's manual in there? I'm not really sure I what's know, in the right? bag, you know. That is gold. And so we she, the lady's like, Oh, it's fine. These are these are fake anyway. There's a little safety release right here. And Corey's like, Well, you can keep them. I don't, you know, she doesn't, you know. So we take those, we turn around, and my parents' boss is standing oh right gosh. behind us. 
And I'm like, oh awesome. God. This is great. Uh, yeah. it's just, so that's one of my favorite stories. It's just oh, like just crazy, man. crazy things that, that have happened so in good. our marriage. And you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little it's bit. One of so. It definitely differentiates so like there's a wedding and there's a marriage. Yeah. And it that was like we yeah. had the wedding. That's marriage. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yes. Yes. now we got to figure yeah. out like we're 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 dealing with each other's stuff now. that's exactly you know? <laughs> right that's exactly well and this is not I even a, but like not too long after that i told you my parents never fought they never argued in front of us and so i mean we're a couple days into marriage and we have like this first argument and i called my dad i was like i i don't think it's gonna make like i think we this may not work <laughs> out but Corey grew up in a home with sisters and a single mom like they argued all the time it was a love language yeah. you know and yeah. so we talk a lot about that kind of stuff in the book just yeah. you got to laugh yeah. at yourself and you got to be it's willing so to real life. Yeah. yeah real life it's I love it. That's so great. That's so good. I'm excited about your next book about, you know, different things you can do with handcuffs. It's <laughs> um, a whole different book. That's a whole different yeah, book. It's a, a whole different wing of your ministry yeah. that That's can exactly really take right. off. That's yeah. exactly right. Corey, what sure. about you? What's a, what's a story you like? Oh my goodness. There's, there's so many. I mean, any of the, the, the stories that really are about, you know, the everyday life kind of things are are my favorite in the book that are just the the real life i mean i we did we loved the wedding we loved the marriage we loved the honeymoon we love all of those things but any of the stories that really do encapsulate everyday life are Mm -hmm. are my favorite yeah just bring it to because i mean i think it's easy to focus on you know these big moments but really most people it's the day-to-day life that they're struggling with you know kids Mm -hmm. family and so when you can bring the realness to that and even humor to it we do an event here at the church and we tell people all the time like we gather around round tables to laugh about what people are at home crying about it's not to minimize what people are doing it's saying like you find commonality when you get together and talk about marriage with other people to realize like your struggle isn't and in, in, like uh, necessarily by yourself, like other people struggle with the same thing you're struggling with in your marriage too. And right. so like, you know, then you get around and you tell these funny stories that don't necessarily seem funny at the time, but then you begin to laugh about them you, and you can kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, everybody has some similar issues or struggles with some of the same things. And so any yes. of the stories in the book that were written that really do bring just like this everyday real life approach are, were my favorite to write and to read. Yeah. I love that. And I love how, you know, we're similar to you guys in the fact that we're all raising four kids and, you know, we all know that we know it's a lot. And I love how real you guys are about that. And I know for Dave and I, and we've shared in some of our books too, some of our, our, some of our first arguments were around disciplining kids and just trying, just feeling exhausted. I mean, you guys referenced that just being in that season of just running ragged and Um, just trying to, you know, find each other in the midst of all that and, and keep your marriage, you know, at the forefront, but, but also wanting to raise great kids who love the Lord and, um, and you guys are doing that and you're, and you're just yeah. so real about it. Um, and I, I think that people who read this book, they're going to like, they're going to have so many moments, Corey, like what you're talking about, where they are going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Oh, I can get through this. And, you know, I've never thought about that before. I should try that. I think that would work with our family too. And I just, I I love um, how, how real and raw you are, but also how practical you guys are. And you do such a great job of that in this book. Well, I appreciate, you know, my, my favorite scripture um, in, in, especially in the new Testament, my favorite scripture comes from first Corinthians 10, 13. And it says, there's no temptation, you know, that seizes you or that you face, except that which is common to man, but God is faithful, not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But 
we'll provide mm-hmm. a way for you to stand under it or a way of escape, depending on your translation. Yeah. But I love the first few words there. It says there's no temptation. Like there's nothing that you face except what is common. And so, so much, right. so much of the enemy's tactic is to get you to isolate, to pull back, to mm-hmm. hide in shame, like Adam and Eve in the garden and to convince yep. you that you can't talk to anybody, that nobody's struggling with what you're struggling with. Nobody's faced what you're facing and to make you feel unique and abnormal in your struggles. And mm-hmm. one of the things, not just in the book, but just in, in the way that we live, you know, Corey, Corey has said before, you know, people have said, oh, you're so genuine or you're so authentic. She was like, I don't know how to be any like this is just who right. I am, you know, like just telling our story and, you know, that kind of thing. But I do feel like that when people recognize, you know, whether it's through the book or hearing other people like you guys, your podcast, other like, oh, other couples struggle with that or oh, other husbands yeah. say oh. those dumb things yeah. or other wives or that they think the same way. It does give us a sense of like, oh, OK, so maybe we are a little more normal even in our struggle yes. than we would mm-hmm. recognize so that the enemy can't cause us to think like, oh, well, we're so broken. Nobody's as messed up as we are. There's yeah. no hope for us. There is hope because there is some communal aspect to what we're experiencing. And not everybody needs to know your junk, but probably somebody needs to know your junk just to recognize yeah. like, no, I can I can open up. And when I do, I'm going to find that, you know, confess your sins one to another that you may be yeah. healed. Like there's some healing in just sharing in the commonality of our struggles and our successes and when we do yeah. that, we, we draw a lot of, of comfort, I think, at least at least for us. When we, we hear other couples say, oh, this is what we're going through or this is what we have walked through, we go, oh, okay, so oh, we, we've done that too. So we're not the only ones. And so that, that does yeah. provide a lot of, you know, for each of us, I think, some comfort and some encouragement, some strength that we draw in our marriage. I love that. I love, I love it. There's it. so much hope in that message. And mm-hmm. you guys are the real deal. And just the way you minister to others and you point people back to God's truth and you do it with grace and with authenticity and... Um, so many people are impacted by your ministry and will continue to be. And this book is is another extension of that. So I encourage everybody to, to go get this book. But um, Jeremy, Corey, tell people where they can find you guys online, uh, you know, where they can get the book. I mean, Amazon, of course, but anything you want our listeners to know about how they can get more of the Isaacs family. Yeah. I really thought a second ago, you asked me my favorite story. I was in the book. I really thought Jeremy was going to do the whole reflexology essential oil story as his favorite. That's true. Um, and so I, I'll leave it at that. I won't go into too yeah. much detail about that one. I thought that that one was going to be his favorite. And so Pure now gold. I can tell you yeah. where you can get the book to find out more about that. Yeah, when you buy right. the book, it helps me just try to recreate that. And, and uh, I've invested in as many essential oils as I can for the the way that it impacted my wife uh, physiologically. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, we, I mean, we would love just to connect. Uh, we're both on Instagram and, and Facebook, your marriage matters. Uh, and then the book is available on Amazon, but uh, yeah, any way we can help, uh, we would love to uh, connect and help people uh, and marriages. It's great. Well, you guys are a joy and a gift and guys, if, if you're listening and you happen to live anywhere near Canton, Georgia, Go yeah. check out Generations Church and meet these amazing people in person. Uh, but if you're somewhere else in the world, there's plenty of ways to to get connected to their ministry online and get this book. You will enjoy it. The stories are gold. The wisdom is gold. And these two people are pure gold. That's so right. guys, we love you and we thank you. Thank you. And just uh, pray God continues to bless your beautiful family and your ministry. And, and we hope to get to hang out with you again real soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. You guys too.